How often do we hear from everyday people? His stories from someone who look like you, work like you, live like you do. The good, the bad, most importantly, the truth. Because we're not all celebrities. We don't have a camera following us around to document our reality, but we do all have problems, issues, an elephant in the room that we continue to avoid in hopes one day will fade away. Well, I say, let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it. Hello, welcome to Let's Talk About It with Jackie Wade. This is a special segment. Today, we are going over and explaining why we wear pink. Would you please introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are? Hello, my name is Cassandra Mathis. I am a breast cancer fighter at this point. Love the fact that you're here. During the month of October, we normally, we wear pink. We raise money. Sometimes we don't have a person of interest. I think it's so important for people to actually see, put a face to and put words to the experience and know that when we wear pink, what we're wearing it for. How you been? Good. I didn't feel too good today. I had a doctor's appointment. I had to do an MRI and you lay on your chest for like 25 minutes. Ooh. It literally made me sick. I bet. Yeah, when I started it, you know, you have to be still. You can't move. You got to put your arms like this and you just can't move. You know, they do it now where your breasts go underneath this thing. Mm -hmm. mm. And um, I probably was into it about 10 minutes and I just, I couldn't breathe. Like I had to have to stop. I just told her to take the wig off my head, you know? Yeah. I mean, I was literally seriously too hot to get off. I would imagine you want to be as comfortable as possible too with that, with our, it's already putting you through a, a lot, so. And she was like, are you sure? I was like, yes, pull it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the contrast makes me nauseated too, so, but this time it slowed it down so I didn't get sick, but yeah, that first half was drooling. In 2012, we started Fill Your Boobs, and you walked with me since 2012. You've been on the team every year. You've come in, you've donated. Have you had any history of breast cancer in your family? No, that's what's so crazy. Nobody in my family has it. My mother's side, my father's side, nobody in the history of my family's ever had cancer, period. Mm -hmm. I was just walking for the support of breast cancer. Then to find out that you have it, it's a terrible blow. When you went to go get checked, were you just getting a regular mammogram, or were you having some type of abnormal feeling that made you go get checked? Actually, I was having an abnormal feeling. My breast was feeling like, you know how you get a bite or something and it begins to heal? Mm -hmm. My breast kept itching. I felt it and it kept itching and itching and itching. And I was mm -hmm. like, dang, my breast keep itching. I need, maybe I need to go to the doctor. I didn't even realize that I hadn't had a mammogram in three years. The day that I went, the lady saw me before she even examined me and she looked at my breast. She was like, oh my God, it's nodule. At that point, I didn't know what nodule meant. But I knew from her face that something was wrong. She touched it and she was like, we need to get you to see a doctor immediately. Oh, how long ago was that? It was April the 20th of this year. They diagnosed me that day and the man told me, he said, ma'am, you have breast cancer. And I was like, are you sure? Could it be dense breast tissue? That day he told me that. I don't know. I was just in shock. I laid there for a minute. I got dressed and went to the parking lot and I just sat there for a minute. Just trying to take it all in. Jeez. Oh, it's so crazy, Jackie. It is so crazy. The fact that they just give you that news and you, even with people saying that this may be the possibility, you're not thinking like... I still couldn't believe it. You know how you want a second opinion. 
opinion. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to ask. Did you get a second opinion? Because that's a lot to take in and just say, like, okay, I, yeah, I'm going to deal with this. I was like, I just don't believe it. Then I went to the doctor again. This time they did MRI, ultrasound, everything, A to Z. This is why I really didn't take it seriously because normally when I did mammogram, they would always come back and say something. They were like, we're going to have to send it off. But when they came back, they would always say it was dense breast tissue. Mm. Therefore, that's how I felt. Every time I would have one, I was like, don't worry, don't worry. But right. like I said, I didn't realize it had been three years since I had mm-hmm. one. And once they did it this time. So did I, they tell you what they think caused it? Like, was the dense breast tissues something that maybe transferred into the cancer? I don't even know. I asked them and I, I asked them, was it the dense breast tissue? And they were like, no, the breast tissue was not cancerous. You know how they do the test to see if it's hereditary? Right. No, it was. it's not. It's I'm scary not. to know that you have no family history of it. And no then here history. you are. I have the most aggressive stage. I'm at stage two, mm. but I have HER2 negative. That's the most aggressive cancer that you can get, meaning that it can spread rapidly. Just not from your breast, but it can go over your entire body. Because you said you go to your stage two. How many stages are there? Four. It's There's four. four. Stages. Okay. Yeah. So it's the first stage, stage two, which is good. This is mm-hmm. actually early. Okay. So Oh God, good. You did catch it in stage two, which is good since it's an early stage. Three and four. Three, four is critical. Right. Okay. Four is the last stage. Three is next to that. Two and so four one. is almost not non-treatable mm-hmm. at that point. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you you catch people in the fourth stage that have actually survived it and that's a blessing my oncologist was explaining to me that even after all the rest of the treatments I do the radiology the surgery or whatever they're going to continue to treat me but she said there's a possibility that it could go to my brain like, oh my god I'm just telling you Jackie I haven't it just haven't even came to grips with me I still can't believe it it's been since April emotionally yeah. I mean it's what is physically, emotionally, they don't even know. Yeah. I mean, you can't even grasp mm-hmm. what it is. And it, it's like you think, okay, it's been since April. You should have grasped by now. I can't because I still oh, don't Oh, yeah. It. No, uh-uh. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's crazy, right? Because how did I get it? They don't yeah. have an explanation of how I have cancer. That would be my first question. Like, if <laughs> somebody give me some news like that, like, how did this happen? Was it something that I What can you test? I know that's why we raise yeah. money for breast cancer so they can do the research to figure out where it comes from. But I, that would, before I accept that news, I would <laughs> want to know how. The oncologist I had, she's amazing. I think her mother had cancer mm. and she went to school, especially to research and study this she can't even explain it how far along do you have a time as far as the process for you going through your radiation first four which was my first eight weeks of the hardest chemo I've already went through that so right now I'm at the point to where October the 27th is supposed to be my last chemo treatment the ones I take every week now I like I said I hit the MRI today and this is to see exactly where the cancer was how the tumor was because the tumor was as big as a tennis ball it was that huge so could you feel it like before you went and got I, checked I hadn't really checked but once I did check under here I was like, ooh, something is freaky. It was real tight. My breast was so tight. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I kept feeling it. And then once I started paying attention to it, I could feel this side and then I could feel over here. I was like, dang, something is wrong. And after the first treatment, I actually could feel that it had went down and that was a blessing. You know what? All these damn years, the the dense breast tissue could have played a part. Why they were just telling me it's just dense breast tissue all these Mm -hmm. years. That test has been coming back. That's what they've been telling me. Or 
or it, maybe it was hiding it even. Yeah, and it could while, have been while it was growing. Because you're saying if it was that big, then it probably started off small. That's what I'm saying. It was in. It could have been in between the that mm -hmm. dense breast tissue. Yeah, yeah. And they just go show you next time somebody say dense breast tissue. No, hell no. Check it yeah. a little bit harder. Exactly. Look. Yeah. Look. Look a little harder. <laughs> mm -hmm. But at this point, when they check me, you know, when I go in for my labs and my chemo, they don't feel it. I'm not saying that it's not still there. Yeah. But on the 27th, like I said, it's supposed to be my last chemo treatment. And then after that, we're supposed to discuss the surgery. We've already, you know, went over it, but we're supposed to be going into the details of the surgery. I'm still- So the process of the radiation, what is that? Do, is it, that preparing you for the surgery or? You know, the surgery is going to be first. Okay. Radiation is actually the last step. Radiation is going to be Monday through Friday. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know for how long yet. Dr. Peacock said along with radiation that I will still be taking medications to make sure that the stuff does not progress. Or what you do now, you go once a week. And you like walk us yes. through that day because you go there. You say you have to go at eight o'clock in the morning. How is that process? My sister picks me up. We go to St. Thomas Midtown, Tennessee Oncology. We go through the checkout process. You know, they go through all the COVID questions, take your temperature. Every time I go, we have to do labs. Thank God I had the surgery for the port to be in my chest because if not, my veins would have collapsed by now because I've been taking this treatment since April. Mm -hmm. I go back to the labs. When I go to the labs, they pull my labs. They access my port, you know, to make sure my blood flow is good. They prepare me. Once once they access the port, they prepare me for the treatment room. So once I get through with them, if I'm not seeing the doctor that day, they go over my labs again, take my weight, wait on my labs to come back. The treatments are so strong that there's a possibility that some days I couldn't even get uh, the treatments because my potassium level could be down. My blood level, my platelets could be down. If my plates are down, it's seriously dangerous. They're not going to do it. Like one time I did it and they didn't do my treatment because it was down. It was so low. So but does the said, treatment cause it to be down? Like yes. maybe a previous treatment? Yes. Mm -hmm. You can drop your platelets. If your blood platelets drop, they're definitely not going to do it. It's, it's dangerous. If your blood is too low, they're not going to do it. From the treatments, the, the after effects, the blackness of my nails, they're pure black. My skin was so black at one time, it was ridiculous. The first treatment I had, I lost my hair every bit of it just came out i was doing like this girl i lost it my hair came out i developed neuropathy in my hands and my feet like i'm sitting here right now and i'm hitting my feet on the floor i can't even feel them mm. my hands tingle they i can't open up a jar i can't even open a cold drink without something every bit of it and that's what you're talking about when you say what it does to you even emotionally like how yes. it emotionally drains you like you to lose your hair i mean even if you didn't wear your hair naturally and you wore a wig and, right. hair and you lose it yeah i lost mm -hmm. my hair the first the very first treatment i could not believe it your teeth your hands your skin no hair here i have no lashes your digestive system my digestive system is terrible that's why i lost a lot of weight because mm -hmm. everything i eat goes straight through your taste buds Thursday I go, my taste buds will start to act funny. All through the week, everything tastes real funny. Nothing tastes good. You have to desire for something. And then when you get it, it's horrible. I mean, water even tastes horrible. Mm -hmm. um, probably a Wednesday, you might get your taste buds. And then here comes Thursday again. It, really it's like it just starts all over again. Like you might get one day of something that really tastes good. And then it starts all over again. What are you doing now to keep your spirits up? When you, you say you're dealing with this emotional adjustment, you're trying to adapt to this new reality that you have pray i pray a lot when i'm at home i try not to think about it because i get so freaking depressed mm. 
-hmm. you know, just try to move around as much as I can. Also, I'm anemic. I used to be a go-getter from sunup to sundown. By the time I get up to nightfall, I'm at it. I'm moving. I used to cook big meals every Thursday, sell plays, but I can't really do that anymore. You know, I clean and I clean in spurts. Mm -hmm. Like some mornings, Jackie, I can't even, I don't even want to get out of the bed. It's a struggle to get out of the bed, to put my feet on the freaking floor. If a person just knew how depressing it was. Just hearing (laughs) it because you're not able to do the things that you normally do on the regular. So not only are you dealing with this issue, but it's also keeping you from what you've always been able to do you being self-sufficient the point of you having to have your sister to drive you to the doctor because Mm -hmm. you don't have the energy to get yourself back home and you've always been this independent person that'll drain a a person that doesn't have your condition that you're already battling with on top of that it is i mean mentally it's more overwhelming than the physical part Mm -hmm. especially when you know what you were capable of i used to get up and clean my whole house and be through with it pushing a vacuum cleaner it's like pushing 50 tons of steel hmm. taking a bath like getting up out of the tub like i got to roll over my knees i never would have thought the chemo is no joke it is horrible so you have one more session of chemo and then you have to go into surgery and after surgery you're in radiation mm-hmm. and then after radiation i don't know it's going to be more chemo but i know that it's going to be the medication because i mm-hmm. could did tell me of the medications. I think it's going to be two. She said she'll start it out the first time as I'll probably come once or twice a week. And then if she sees that it's working, she says she'll probably try to put it out to the point where it's once or twice a month. But then that just, it just depends on how well you, you're doing it with the treatment. It depends on how well I'm doing with the treatment. Yes. Even after surgery, radiation, or the last medicine, you you don't never know when it's going to be over. I could go into remission for 20 years and come back after those 20 years. Hmm. But do you know that that tingling on my hands and stuff, I was feeling that before I got diagnosed with cancer, but I had no idea. No idea what it was. I thought it was poor circulation. Mm. So I yeah. did this and hit my hands, everything, girl. And I had no idea. Yeah. See, we have to pay attention to those signs. Oh my when, when, God. Something, when something is wrong, we thinking it's just going to go away. It's, you know. Yeah. Okay. It was freaking neuropathy all the freaking time. Like you said, we got to pay attention to every damn thing. Because mm-hmm. our bodies tell us, but we just. We ignore it because we just, we don't have time for that. I don't have time to try to see what this is right now. If I go to the doctor, <laughs> they're going to have me in there all day. Oh, like like you have all these excuses of the why. first thing you say, I'm going to be in there mm-hmm. all day. I'm going to be in there all day. Yeah. And then we do, we have the issue of not having insurance. That was my biggest point for a long, long time. I didn't have insurance and I didn't go. And I just tried to keep healthy the best way I knew how. It's like my blood pressure, girl. I never would have got blood pressure pressure medication until I started working at Skyline mm-hmm. and the physician's assistant told me that she said you know it's a place that gives free blood pressure medication they give like five or six medications free and I was like what is that and she oh, was wow. like Publix she wrote me a prescription and I've been going there getting it ever since free it's like two or three blood pressure medications that's free antibiotics some uh, generic pain pills. They got like eight to 10 free prescriptions that they fill. All you need is a prescription. Go get checked out. Go get checked out. If you feel anything in your breast tenderness, I don't care what it is. Don't yes. take it lightly. Go get a mammogram. Mm-hmm. Clinic, free clinic. A neighborhood clinic, United Health Neighborhood Clinic. I love them. My Harry will do it. Right. That's what breast cancer awareness movement mm-hmm. is all about. Being aware, getting that detection, knowing your status. 
you got to do it. I mean, you just can't assume that because it's not in your family, that it's not going to happen to you because it happened to me. Mm-hmm. Nobody in my family has breast cancer, has cancer, period. Mm. And it happened to me and I still can't get over this. That's a hard pill to swallow. Everything, every every person, every experience, there there's a first. Yeah, that's true. There's a first. So yeah. it starts somewhere. Somewhere. You're right. So what do they do during the surgery? What's the surgery going to be about? They're going to remove both my breasts. Well, they was going to do one, but everybody said it's best to do both. That's what I would do. I would do both. Do both. And mm-hmm. yeah, so That's a good decision. It's a, it's a better percentage, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm just going to go and do it. Because I, I don't want to go. If I take one and then I'm going to have to go, if it comes in the other one, I have to go through the whole process, the whole chemo, everything. Are they going to do some gel? Or silicone? Yeah, yes. Okay, the silicone gel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you want the silicone gel. Feels more natural, too. Yeah, that's what he said. That and then you don't want to, like, if you get an implant, you get the implant, it's going to have your breasts up and perky. You don't want one perky and then one. And the other one not. Right? Right. <laughs> you got to have twins. You got you yeah. to put them in a set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You be like, take a picture on my good side. Take a, take a picture on this side. <laughs> yeah, go and do them both at once. That'll be good. Yeah, that'll be good. Because I'm not mm-hmm. going through that second chance again. No. I mean, and that'll not. even lift your spirits up a little bit, you know, with the yeah. the surgery. Yeah. So that's that's a positive. Yeah, that'll be good. Out yeah, of, out of everything that's going on. Everything that, else is mm-hmm. going on. Couple go of bikini weeks. shopping. Go ahead and get your uh, swimsuit. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, people like, Darren, let me see if I get just so I can go give me a they gonna cover the they gonna cover my surgery <laughs> right now i get that knocked out after that surgery it's gonna be x-ray and like dr peacock said that x-ray is gonna burn and african-americans that she don't know what is the pigment in our skin or what but she said it really burns he said it's gonna probably be a chance that it'll burn but he said they can patch that so they saying that the radiation might burn mm-hmm. the radiation but- is the last last after everything that's when it's radiation right so, mm-hmm. yeah he said it's a possibility the, like the first radiation treatment they said in order to place me to make sure that it's correct or whatever it's going to take like six hours after that every week monday through friday uh-huh. the process will be like five minutes though for it's how long go, and it's indefinite right now but it's going to mm. be five days a week Whew. i know you know what's funny out of all these years that i haven't had insurance do you not know that approved me for tinker in one freaking day mm. they found out i had it the next day they gave me an appointment to go down to the health department i filled out the paperwork they approved it on the spot mm. because of the condition so what I mean? yeah. yeah that's what you have to be to get insurance yeah you got to be sick almost dying if you ain't yeah. almost dying then come back <laughs> when you are but that's another positive but out yeah, of the negative situation because they if they would have said no then where would you be i'd be so that's, that's a blessing right. too because the bills that i that they sent me girl just for the labs eight nine hundred dollars i'm like are you serious mm-hmm. that i appreciate your bravery of sharing your story and walking us through it i want to get as much support as I can for you during this time in this process. You're not able to work because you're going through this chemo. We wear pink for this purpose. And then here we are with this person who's currently fighting what we wear this pink for. It takes nothing to take $25, $50, $100. We can actually make it go to the good of helping someone on their day to day. So that's what I'm challenging viewers who watch this today to actually do that and and recycle it. If you do it once every other month, we're gonna put all of the information of where you can 
help Cassandra in the link because what we do know from listening to her story, you never know when it's going to happen to someone that you love. You never know when it's going to be you. Go get a mammogram. Go get checked. Know your status. I got to come through it, baby. It's, yeah. I mean, the struggle is real. But I got to come through it. And with the help of God, I know I'm going to come through it. Absolutely. Healing happens one conversation at a time. I'm Jackie Wade. Let's talk about it. Uh -huh.